Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. In a broadcasting move, Fox Sports lead analyst Troy Aikman is nearing a deal with ESPN to become the network's new color guy on Monday Night Football. No deal was signed yet. All signs point to Troy heading to ESPN. Nothing going on in the NFL right now, so let's talk about the broadcasters. And meanwhile, the musical chairs in the booth of Monday Night Football just continue to spin around and around and around. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show, coming to you live from the beautiful Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, just outside beautiful Calgary, Alberta, where our friend Lee Genier says it's a beautiful day. A little chilly for my liking, Lee. But no, the sun is shining. It's an awesome day. Darren Moose Dupont joins us here in the event center. We got some very exciting live guests coming up to join us uh, over the next two hours. But I got to tell you, Moose, I just I'm so excited for this weekend. I'm like, get to the weekend, get to the weekend tonight. Cougars versus Cougars at Mount Royal University or at the Flames Community Arenas. My hometown team versus my alma mater. That's tonight hockey game. Yeah. Saturday night, Saskatchewan Rush versus the Colorado Mammoth. It's a road trip for us yeah. to go watch the rush. And then Sunday back here to watch God's team, the Regina Pats, take on the Calgary Hitmen. And I got my hands on the Bedard jersey, this little puppy over my shoulder, signed one of two. It'll be up for grabs in the Gray Eagle Celebrity Golf Classic this summer. How about Came down that? the elevator this morning with a, with a couple of the Cougars, and they just were. Ooh, they say you better protect that with your life. Oh, yeah. I said I got a police escort coming. Don't worry about it. Security 24 hours on this thing. White gloves. Yeah, the, the white glove service, the whole thing. So it's uh, life is good. How about you? Life is great. And, I, and just because I know you've looked it up, what's the weather in South Florida this morning? Oh, it was like 29 degrees Celsius. Why, why you got to go do that? <laughs> but it's beautiful here. You're going to be there soon enough. Enjoy this yeah, for what it very is. Very clear view of the mountains this morning. That's awesome. the exciting thing. Well, I mentioned the live guests. Two-time Olympic medalist John Cripps will be joining us from Pyeongchang and Beijing, right here at Gray Eagle. My favorite Saskatchewan Rough Rider ever, Jeff Fairholm. Tell your friends! A lot of rider talk. Former Argo 2, Arizona star as well. He'll be with us an hour or two, right here at Gray Eagle. And it's an interesting story. You know, I'll speed this up here, but I, growing up, I was a hockey fan and a baseball fan. They were number one and number two. But Jeff Fairholm came to my school, grade 10, 1988, as John Lynch would say, addressed us at the front of the classroom, and I said, this guy's cool. I'm going to be a Ryder fan. He's what turned me on to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And then got a chance to meet him, and when they say, don't meet your heroes because they'll disappoint you, Jeff Fairholm never did that. Really? I got a Fairholm jersey, so he's coming down here today, so that's going to be great. And also Stephen Stamp, Canadian lacrosse insider. There's a lot of things going on in Canada's national sports. Stephen Stamp is going to join us later on in hour two to talk about a huge weekend in lacrosse. Okay, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Thank you. I loathe when I got to switch my television from Sports Center to CNN. 
I loathe turning it to CNN at the best of times. We're Fox News guys, right? But CNN was easier to find. And we're talking about Ukraine. We're talking about Russia. But this is a sports talk show. So I hate where news intersects with sports. I'd rather just stay over here in Toyland. Right. You know what I mean? Where our wars aren't, aren't real. You know? So the latest coming out of Russia from a sports perspective is as of this morning, Russia was stripped of hosting the Champions League by UEFA with St. Petersburg replaced by Paris, France. And Formula One dropped this season's Russian Grand Prix at Sochi as the invasion of Ukraine drew punitive measures across the sporting world. Manchester United also dropped Russian state-owned airline Aeroflot as a sponsor, citing events in Ukraine after the company was banned in Britain on Thursday as part of sanctions. Now, where are we from? The garlic belt. we got a lot of friends that are Ukrainian. They're upset. They're saying they're taking this personal. I'm talking about Western Canadians that are seeing what's going on in their homeland. It's horrible. Worried about their families. I get all that. And so we're following that closely. And it just brought up my poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Should Russia be banned from world sporting events? It's a yes or no question. And the last I looked on Twitter, 83% saying yes, they should be banned from world sporting events. Obviously, at least while this stuff's going down, I'm starting to think that I'd like to see them banned forever. I will reserve my comments any more than that on Russia or what's going on. I have opinions on Russia based on my interactions with Russians. I've had many over the years, but I don't want to Phil Mickelson myself. So I will stop there. Where are you on the answer of that poll? Yeah, I'm probably in, in the side to ban them. I, I, I first think about the athletes, and we've met a lot of them, and you know, young men who have come over to play. Some are great, hockey. some aren't so great. Right. A lot, people. Of, a lot of great people, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so it's unfortunate because they're not the ones deciding to pull the trigger on this stuff. But it starts at the top. If yeah. that's what your leadership is doing, then the consequences fall to everybody underneath. That's why you have leaders. So, yeah, I'm probably voting that they would be banned. Stick to sports, Peterson. Okay, so to point two, the Calgary Flames saw their extended win streak extinguished in dramatic fashion Thursday with a 7-1 loss at the Vancouver Canucks. JT Miller scored twice, including on a penalty shot. Elias Pettersson had two goals and a helper for the Canucks. Captain Bo Horvath scored twice, and Connor Garland also found the back of the net for his 14th of the year. Andrew Mangiapani had the lone uh, tally for the Flames, who saw their franchise record 10-game win streak halted. Moose and I were driving home from the movies last night, and I said, there's the hockey gods for you. That's the hockey gods saying you're a good team, but you're not the best Flames team. We'll let you tie the franchise record that's been set twice before, but we're not going to let you break it, right? Yeah. And then you said to me, good point. Flames got to learn to win on the road, and they go into Vancouver and get thumped. So That's what you talked about, you know, all these wins at home, and you said, I want to see it on the road, and the first one, well, was... <laughs> Record screeching to a stop. Austin Matthews scored his 35th and 36th goals of the year to take the NHL lead in scoring in the Toronto Maple Leafs, beat Minnesota 3-1. In Sunrise, Florida, Cole Sillinger and Justin Danforth scored 10 seconds apart in the third period, and Columbus beat Florida 6-1. Did you see Cole Sillinger get blown up on that hit? Yeah, uh, people were sending it to me saying, what do you think, Rod? I say, it's a man's league. Keep your head up, Cole. Moving on, in Nashville, Michael Grandlin scored the lone goal of a four-round shootout, helping Nashville uh, cap a night to remember by beating Dallas 2-1. It was a night to remember because they retired Pecorine's number before the game, number 35. In New York, Alexei Lafreniere and Mika Zabinijad each had a goal and a helper to help the Rangers beat Washington 4-1. And lastly, in Pittsburgh, Jesper Bratt 
Scored twice in the first six minutes. Rookie Nico Dawes made 37 saves in last place. New Jersey routed Pittsburgh 6-1. But it's a football Friday, so we're going to move on to point three. News from the CFL. If you do a Google search, the only thing that will really come up, well, there's a couple things, but one is the Calgary Stampeders re-signed Canadian defensive lineman Connor Magoo on Thursday. The six foot one, two 249 Magoo of Medicine Hat. Originally signed with Calgary on February 11th, 2020. He was selected by the Hamilton Tiger Cats first round number four overall in the 2017 uh, CFL draft. There's Hall of Fame news with the Canadian Football League. I'll come back to that. Because we went off the air yesterday with somebody asking, Rod, how do you think the USFL will fare? What do they need to do to survive? Same thing with the XFL. And I thought, you know, that's something that I would really like to sink my teeth into, but we don't have time right now. We were out of time. And it's an interesting story. You see the fight now with Derek Jones, the former NFL linebacker or defensive back who signed with the Stampeders and then was drafted in the USFL. Stamps won't let him out of his contract, and Jones tried to make him look like the bad guy. And I'm sorry, I got to defend the Stamps on this one. You signed a contract. You're an NFL veteran. You should know what that means when you sign a contract. Did you not know what you were signing? But, but my point is the fight for the players has begun, and they haven't even kicked off the league yet. And then I see Justin Dunk, the Adam Schefter of the CFL. I see him out on the slopes this weekend. Did you see that here? No. Go check his Instagram. Thanks for looking us up, Dunk. But anyways, he was on some show saying that, oh, CFL insiders and NFL insiders are saying the USFL may not even last a season. Well, of course, they're going to say that. It's their competition. What do we see in business? What, like the handbook 101, you've read it? Isn't the first point, throw dirt on your competition, make them look bad? <laughs> Isn't that the first point, what they do? Yeah, and you know, you want to, you know, come at it from a position of strength, right? Ah, we're so big, they're so small, right? And the leagues are interesting because they'll survive if they can pique our interest, right? And if they can get a good, enough good young players um, that may be forego their final year of college or are young and promising NFL prospects, and that's the quickest path to the NFL, we might watch because there's some interest there. Or if you have really good players who are maybe attached to an NFL roster and it becomes more of a, of a farm system. We've heard the Rock's comments about the XFL. But if it's just another pro league, it's going to be really tough to draw interest in all those markets you know, to live and die with the results because you know, we have – you know, Canada covered up here. The NFL's got the U.S. market covered. You have to draw something other than the football itself to get people to watch. Yeah, I guess so. And I'm going to drop in a couple of our viewer comments here as we roll in the warm-up. Ryan McCarthy watching in Saratoga, New York from the No Credentials Required podcast says, today is the anniversary of Rod making a guest appearance on my podcast. Rod was a great guest. Hope to have him on again soon. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, wasn't Jeff Fairholm the guy who first wore glass cutters gloves? Not sure you're old enough to remember those days, Sprout. Are you? Like, those look like mom's gardening gloves. Yeah. We'll ask, kind of we'll ask old Fairway about it when he comes up in hour two, but that was the thing in the 80s. It was either him or Don Narcisse were wearing those rubber glass cutter gloves, and they caught everything around them. I'd like to think they would have caught it anyways. But it really caught on. And it seemed like the Rough Riders were the first to do that. Uh, I'm just checking more of the uh, comments here. I'll get back to those in a second. But with the Spring League, I'm trying to think of what well, COVID killed the XFL the last time. Right. 
I believe money killed the Alliance of American Football, its first and only season. And I don't think you and I are necessarily, or me anyways, are the best people to ask because I watch it no matter what. There's just maybe not enough people watching it. You know, buying tickets or watching it on right. television. So you think it's a marketing thing, not necessarily a football thing. It's a marketing thing, and what are you, right? I mean, there's a ton of hockey leagues that we all love as hockey people, but at scale, you know, the East Coast League, um, different junior leagues, are we watching all of those, right? But the leagues that get our attention from marketing dollars, from, you know, broadcast, from um, fan attendance, the Western Hockey League, because it, the CHL, because it's the pipeline to the National Hockey League. Or in the, you know, to take it a little further, NCAA has more attention than U Sports Hockey because it's a faster pipeline to the NHL. So we watch and we take in that, right? And I know the U.S. college thing plays into it too. So if the XFL becomes a real spring league and you get some young players who are NFL prospects, it's going to have a lot more interest because we're going to have another reason to watch rather than who wins and loses. Yeah, and the leagues will never work together. Maybe that's a topic for another show. They won't work together. They see each other all as competition other than the NFL and XFL who just announced a partnership on the weekend. The CFL's over in their silo. The USFL's over in their silo. You know what I mean? And they don't want to work together. They're, and then they're competing for players. Trust me, we all know that. But I don't know what the answer is. Not my job. Text messages coming in on the 902 line. You can always reach us at 902-518-3033. Ron Thompson's watching on Game Plus Television right here in Calgary. And he says the Flames loss was bound to happen. Maybe getting the crap kicked out of them tells them they aren't quite there yet. Bounce back game Saturday will tell us a lot. It will because the Minnesota Wild are here. And we might find out what the Minnesota Wild are all about too. But I would rather lose 7-1 than 2-1 and think that we were good. Right? Um, Daryl didn't look very happy last night. John in Edmonton watching on Game Plus says, Edmonton and Red Deer are both hosting two hockey tournaments in August. August 3rd to the 8th, the Hinlishka Gretzky Cup, and then the World Juniors. Again, I'm not the right guy to ask because it'll be hockey in August and I'll be inside watching it because I'm a dork that way. And I'll enjoy it. Right. You know, so get the rest of the country watching. That's your challenge. Um, daily baseball lockout update. Point uh, six here. Five, I think. Another negotiating session produced only minor movement and no proposals on big money issues, leaving Major League Baseball four days from management's deadline of Monday for a deal to salvage opening day in a 162-game season. Somebody wrote into this show the other day. We were talking about the lockout. And they're like, no, no, Rod, Steve Phillips, he says the insider from TSN, it's going to be over by Friday. It's going to be over by Friday. Check the calendar, bro. What? It's Friday. But it was on TSN. It's got to be true. There is that mindset out there, right? Uh, point six, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and Museum will welcome its 13 newest members in an induction ceremony on June 17th, the eve of the Tiger Cats home opener against the Calgary Stampeders. The six inductees from the 2020 class and the seven from 2021 will formally join the hallowed ranks of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. So that is, Farmer Math, 13 guys going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in one night. I guess there's only one way to do it, but that seems like it's not fair to 
It's a lot. I can get a lot of time. There's no really other way other than to do it. This isn't a criticism. I don't think there's another way to do it. But just for their respect, here's, here's the class. Offensive lineman Clyde Brock, Rough Riders alum. Fred Childress, Stamps alum, as well as quarterbacks Henry Burris and Greg Vabra. Uh, Stamps, former head coach, current president and GM John Huffnagel. Former St. Mary's University coach and athletic director Larry Utek will go in the builder category. That was 2020. And 2021, defensive lineman Will Johnson and Mike Walker, wide receiver Nick Lewis. Is that a pun, wide receiver? Nick's wide, but he didn't play wide. How about that? Uh, defensive backs are... <laughs> That's good. He's a slot back. Right, he's a slot back. Uh, defensive backs Orlando Steinauer and Don Wilson. In the builder category, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame will welcome former Montreal Alouettes head coach Marv Levy and the sixth commissioner of the CFL, Doug Mitchell. So that's a great night. Maybe we should make plans to be there. That'll be June 17th, the night before the Ticats and the Stamps kick it off in a rematch of the 1999 Grey Cup. So congratulations to those guys, and I think a good move for doing it. We'll kick around these topics and more when we come back. John Cripps on the way, two-time Olympic. Gold medalist from the bobsleigh. Jeff Fairholm, my favorite Rough Rider ever. He's coming up in hour two. And lacrosse insider Steven Stamp. You are watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. And, of course, if you ever miss the show, you can catch it on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, the gateway to the foothills. We're broadcasting a football Friday for you, but we'll be talking Olympics. Justin Cripps coming up, two-time Olympic medalist. And Jeff Fairholm in Hour 2, and then Lacrosse Insider Stephen Stamp. We do have a lot to get to on the show today, Moose. Norm Fong's watching right now, the Hall of Fame Equipment Manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and it's important we point this out. Norm's watching right now and says, Rod, Jeff was the first player to wear the glass cutter gloves, which became so popular that they became very hard to obtain in later years. Mm-hmm. So that was a real CFL-wide thing back in the 80s. And this guy, Jeff Fairholm, so he's famous for two things now. Being my favorite Rough Rider ever and inventing the glass cutter gloves, which became I a real like thing. It. They did. And you've seen football players now, what they wear. It's, it's, the, it's the grabby stuff. But that's what it did. He started it. He's a pioneer. They wore the glass cutters and then, you know, sport companies, manufacturing companies of equipment and, and clothing thought... Here's an opportunity to create these, call them football-specific gloves, and own that market. And, you know, they, they've been able to do that successfully. Nike, Under Armour, you name it. There's a lot of great brands out there now. Yeah, by the way, Fongo, your um, name came up last night here at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. The Regina Cougars hockey team staying here. They're playing the Mount Royal Cougars tonight. This is very CFL-ish. It's the Cougars versus the Cougars tonight. <laughs> How would you like to be the broadcaster? Cougars, out the of Cougars? The zone? yeah, the Cougars. I oh, stopped by the Cougars. Here come the Cougars. It can be really easy or very confusing, depending on how you look at it. Anyways, Bob's your uncle. This is, you know, people know this. Saskatchewan people stick together. It's not just a Saskatchewan thing. 
But the Cougars trainer, Mike Soulier, the great Souls, who's probably watching right now, called me earlier in the week. He's like, Rod, do you need me to bring you anything? And I said, as a matter of fact, Souls, yeah. I got a couple of Connor Bedard jerseys stashed away at the Brand Center in the Pat's dressing room. Can you throw those on the bus and bring them? So after that movie that we watched last night, I went up to Sewell's room. He gave me these jerseys, and my gosh, that's hot stuff, man. Right? Oh, yeah. So we had, and your name came up, Fongo. Uh, and thanks for the kind words, by the way. Craze32, watching on YouTube, says Flutie wore the cutter's gloves that were based on that style even in the NFL. But that was long before, sorry, long after. Jeff Fairholm. Craze32 goes on to say, I think it was former BC Lions receiver Jim Sandusky that started the Cutters Company. Again, after Fairholm, but Fair, Fairholm's coming here, old fairway, an hour two, and we'll cut right to the heart of the matter. That's and what you did there. Right. Inadvertently. Uh, and by the way, regarding that kickoff game, Hamilton, Calgary, and the CFL, and I said a rematch of the 1999 Grey Cup. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says 98, 99, and 2014 Grey Cup. Stamps winning two of those three. Um, are we going to sit here and talk about gloves the whole show? Max Hardwick's watching in El Salvador right now, and he says, yeah, the guys who called the game made a big deal out of the gloves. That's why I remember it. The field was covered in snow. And if I remember correctly, the snow kept coming. Usually does. Fairholm, a pioneer, and it reminds me of Saturday night when I was at the game in Red Deer, the NHL scout, I won't say with what team because he won't, me to, won't want me to say, but we were talking about Scott Olson, the former Brandon Wheat Kings goalie who had the record for the longest winning streak as a rookie goalie. The scout says he invented inline skates. Which, you missed out on so much being born in the 80s, you know that? You missed out on so much. All the cool stuff happened in the 80s, am I right? I grew up. <laughs> Somebody's older here says 60s and 70s was wilder. But Lee, we had the music, we had the clothes, we had the hairstyle, we had the inline skates, we had the glass cutters gloves. I grew up in the birth of the internet. <laughs> Give me something. Actually, the internet's been around since the 50s, I think. The uh, military invented it. <clears throat> look that up, boy. <laughs> um, I say, I say, I say, look it up, boy. But I want you to ask Jeff how much... Um, how much you know, flack did he get from other people, coaches, defensive players around the league? Because somebody would have thought with, with him putting those gloves on that he was cheating. This wasn't allowed or shouldn't Ooh, be allowed, right? Good call. Whenever new technology comes out, we always think he's cheating, right? It's, and then five years down the road, it's just what people do. The game evolves. I'm sure he got a lot of that. I would virtually guarantee he did, but. If I don't remember, will you ask him? Yeah. Will you remember? But I'm, I'll try. I'll try not to be so starstruck <laughs> with my favorite all-time rough rider ever, Jeff Fairholm, coming down here to the Great Eagle Resort and Casino in hour two. Ryan in New York says, Rod's right. All the cool stuff was in the 80s. One of my children said as we were driving down uh, one day listening to a CD, she said, Dad, you're stuck in the 80s. I said, thank you. Thank you for noticing. I'll take that as a compliment. There's another football item I'm just going to read. Um, you don't have to weigh in if you don't want to. 
Grambling State football coach Hugh Jackson has hired disgraced former Baylor coach Art Bryles as their offensive coordinator, the university's confirmed. Bryles has not worked in football since 2016 when he was fired by Baylor after an investigation concluded he and his staff took no action against players named in a sexual assault scandal. Grambling has not made a formal announcement but made Bryles available for an exclusive interview with KTAL-TV in Shreveport. In his interview, Bryles said, quote, reporting policies and procedures were not as available then as they should have been during his time at Baylor. What the story does not mention is that the Hamilton Tiger Cats hired Art Bryles just a few years ago. I want to say it was 2018, and there was picketers and protesters out front of the stadium, and the Ticats weren't going to stand down on this. This is where I really started to like Randy Ambrosi. If the story's true, which I believe that it is, because it came from people that I really trust, Ambrosi got in his car in Toronto and drove from the CFL office to Hamilton and threatened to kick some ass if they didn't unhire Art Riles. Right. And I was like, I like stories like that. Guy's got balls. And I, I believe that story to be true. I've asked several people, is it true that like, Ambrosi got in his car and right. drove down to Hamilton and threatened to kick the crap out of somebody? Mm, yeah. And I believe the Ticats at the time, which, by the way, they've had so many regi- regimes through there that you won't even know who, what, who it was. They were like, you're the commissioner. You can't tell us what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Stay <me>. there. <laughs> Phone's dangling. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So those are some of the... CFL things that are going on. By the way, Tough Tribe for Men has made the road trip. Tough Tribe for Men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants. Traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits, we are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men, available now at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. If you like the flow of the guys on the camera on this show, it's all because of Tough Tribe. And Moose, before I let you go, mm-hmm. and note to our operators in Toronto at Game Plus, we're going to get out of this segment a little early because Justin Cripps is here. But I'm not sure when I'm going to see you again this show. Probably not until overtime. But I want to mention a couple things. Yep. Featured game of the weekend, we do it every Friday for our friends at BetRegal.ca, our exclusive betting partner. I've got my featured game, but that's not to say it's your featured game. And as we discovered just this morning, you can bet on the National Lacrosse League plus the Canadian Hockey League at betregal.ca. Not to mention all the others, the NFL, the NHL, NBA. But you can bet on the NLL. So our content guy, Nelson, sent me the odds, the, the line for what is my featured game, the Colorado Mammoth at the Saskatchewan Rush Saturday night. We're going to be there. You're going to be broadcasting it. That's my featured game, and Sask is favored by a goal and a half over the Mammoth. Deal or no deal? I'm taking the deal. I'm taking it, too. Yeah. Going to be a big crowd. We're going to be uh, unveiling a brand-new video scoreboard. You can't call it a clock anymore. That's an injustice to I know. what these things are. It's going to be a very big night. My featured game is the Rush and the Mammoth. Rush favored by a goal and a half. Go bet on all the NLL games because on Saturday, Halifax is at Philly. Toronto Rocks at New York Riptide. Buffalo's at Rochester, Vancouver's at Panther City, and Albany is at San Diego. There's like one, six games. Now, is, do, 
Is that something you might be interested in? <laughs> or is there another game? There's another, and it's just my opportunity to plug the tennis. There's a great match. Uh, Shapovalov, Dennis Shapovalov, the Canadian, is playing right now in Dubai, the ATP event in the semifinal. He's up. He's probably going to get to the final. So that'll be against Rublev on the weekend. I'll be watching that on the weekend. So You're going to be betting on it? Um, you know what? I might. It's on Bet Regal. So uh, Shapo trying to win the ATP event. Shapo's Russian, isn't he? Well, the name is, but he's Canadian. No, he's Canadian. Oh, the name is. I was just like, oh, 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 oh. It's a Russian uh, fan descent. Where do, where do we draw the line? He's Canadian. We love him. Uh, hey, clearly I'm not, obviously, a tennis aficionado. <laughs> Don't at me. I have my sports and we get it. So anyways, the, the uh, welcome bet still happens, or the welcome from our friends at betregal.ca. Sign up this weekend. Get 22 free welcome betting dollars from our friends at betregal with the promo code RP22. How about that? Moose, I will see you back here uh, in hour two. You bet. Two-time Olympic medalist Justin Cripps joins us next here at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We'll be right back. You're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, you're looking live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We're inside there in the event center. Aerial coverage provided by Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. By the way, from our viewers in the chat, yeah, we're on Game Plus TV, but... We're also streaming on YouTube. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, Rod, can you say balls on TV? I just did. Approve. Dale is watching in Winnipeg. Dale Barazook, when I said that one of my children accused me of being stuck in the 80s, and I said, thank you. Dale says, listen, I bought at a garage sale $5. Don't have a tape player in either vehicle. 80s weren't so bad. Love the show as always to you all. Happy weekend. From Dale and Jack. Well, this guy knows Jack. Justin Cripps is here. He's got his Olympic bronze medal with him. And I've got... Thanks for coming. Look, he's smiling already, man. Do you, you take that everywhere, don't you? Um, yeah, you know, for the first little while, it's, uh, it's fun to, to share the excitement with people. And, and it seems like a lot of people watch that, that race. So a lot of people wanted to talk to him. Absolutely. Grab that mic and just pull it right into your, your face there. So our guy, Lee Genier, is here. He is the, uh, the conduit. He's the broker. He's the reason that you're down here. In, in a minute, I'll ask you about you guys' relationship. But Justin's won gold in the two-man in Pyeongchang, won bronze in Beijing, and four-man this last Olympics. You're the pilot. You're the pilot? Yep. And getting married soon, Lee says, in the fourth thing there. So this has been a pretty good year for you. Yeah, big year. Um, lots going on. I'm uh, really excited to to get married to my fiance Bree Wilson, um, April 9th, down in California. Um, she's thankfully taken a lot of that off my plate the last few months, as I, you know, want to try to have as little going on, as little having to do as possible when you're getting ready for the game. So, yeah, lots to look forward to. Mm -hmm, no kidding. Now, I haven't had my hands on that medal yet. These guys, I think, have a good friend of mine's Ben Hebert, Calgarian Olympic gold medalist. Must you must know Benny yep. Hebert? Meet. And the one thing is I can't believe how heavy those things are. Yeah. Yeah, they got some heft to them for sure. And That's... you would have got used to that winning gold in Pyeongchang. Yeah. So compare, if you don't mind, the two Asian Olympics, what they were like. 
Yeah, I mean, both obviously very different, um, different situations going on in the world for, for both of them. Um, the games in, in Pyeongchang was uh, more like a normal Olympic. You know, there was a lot of fans, um, you know, live on site and you could you could go anywhere, do anything that, that you wanted to do um, just to your own level of comfort with uh, with the hassle. You know, it's always it's always difficult to get around at the Olympic. Um, with shuttles and and crowds and stuff like that, but this time um, not possible to to do anything. Um, it was a closed closed bubble situation, and uh, I mean felt very safe. Uh, the biggest kind of COVID worry for for us was uh, was was getting there in the first place, um, not getting COVID in the in the lead up to the games because um, that could potentially um, have you miss out on the big show. Um, but you know they took every every possible precaution you could imagine and more. So um, yeah, it was it was by that point we were kind of used to all the COVID protocols. It was pretty strict on our uh, our World Cup tour as well. Um, but yeah, you know it, it's always it's always a bit sad not to have a lot of spectators. There were some, um, but yeah, it was it was. I guess a TV Olympics kind of is a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I've been around athletes my whole life, but the thing with Olympic athletes, and when I say amateur, it's only because the money isn't there per se. You're putting in just as much work as the pros, obviously. And I was thinking about you guys and gals when COVID hit because I knew we had Olympics coming up. How did it affect your training here? What you could do and what you couldn't? Yeah, it was, uh, that was a big challenge for sure. Um, our training center is closed for a, a very long time, and then it was almost impossible to to get into them once they were open for a, a while, especially if you, uh, you know, traveled outside the country, there was a lot of, a lot of protocols to, um, to do on the, on the way back in. Uh, one of my teammates, Ben Cokewell, he, he built a pretty professional training center in his garage. And, uh, there was actually a, a lot of, um, athletes in Calgary using that space. And, and, uh, we relied on that heavily leading up and, you know, making sure we can get our, all of our training and weightlifting in and, we just had to adapt a lot and, um, and you know, overcome all of those challenges. A Navy friend of mine, Don Mitchell's watching. He says, what did Justin think of the amazing paint scheme on the bobsleds? Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, it's, uh, it's different colors than we've had before. Obviously, usually we're in red, um, but it, it matched the color scheme of the track incredibly well. And I thought it looked great. We've got some really cool pictures from the venue. Um, you know, they've kind of got blue and white borders on the background and we had the, the, the blue and gray and, and white sleds and it just looked amazing with the, the backdrop, the mountains in the background and stuff. So yeah, it's a really cool partnership and, uh, and proud to be able to kind of rep the, the Navy and give a nod that way. And yeah, there you go, Don. And by the way, this is cool. I, I digital broadcasting, we can see our viewerships going up with you on Justin. So people are pumped to have you here. And I got to ask you this watching it. Like I did. Was it cold over there? It looked cold. Yeah. It, it was, was? It was super cold. <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it was getting down to minus 20 overnight. And uh, for the races, um, I think we probably raced around minus 15 for the first heat of the day and, you know, minus 10 for the second heat. So pretty cold. Um, but, you know, we're kind of used to that being from, from Calgary. So it, it probably doesn't bother us as much as other people. Don says, paying homage to the World War II Royal Canadian Navy with regards to your last answer. So, yeah, they obviously really liked it and 
maybe you heard uh, from them during. What does that do to the track temperature? Uh, well, yeah, it can change the conditions a lot. It was actually a really strange situation over there because um, the ice was actually warmer than the air, which is rare because the, the ice has refrigeration underneath it. So they can obviously make it cold and keep it iced when the weather's warm. But having that is a, is a strange dynamic. It's also super dry there. So when it gets cold and hard like that, the ice can shatter and degrade quite a bit. You really just had to be aware of the changing conditions and kind of prepared for however the ice felt when you went down. John Ohm is watching in Winnipeg. He says, in all caps, let's see that medal, Justin. Can you hold <laughs> it up to the camera there right in front of you? There it is, that thing. What does it weigh? You know, I had this debate with uh, one of my teammates, and we never got around to weighing it. He said, <laughs> he said a kilo. And I said, no chance. It's not, that, not that heavy, but still I, heavy. I say 600 grams. So we got to, I don't know, maybe we can look it up or weigh it at some point. But it's one of those things where when you hold it, it's way heavier than you think it's going to be. Which is know? cool, though. Like it's, you want something substantial when you win an Olympic medal. Yeah. Same weight as your gold one? You know, I haven't hold the, held them uh, next to each other, but it's, uh, it's definitely close. I would say within 100 grams for sure. How long do you think you'll carry it around for? I don't know. It depends what I'm doing. You know, if I'm going to events and stuff like that, uh, as you know, a, an athlete, I take it with me. A lot of people want to see it. I don't carry it around to the grocery store or to the bar or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> not to say that it's it's bad if you do. You know, you get a lot of attention certainly if you if you take it to the bar. That's for sure. I tell you what, I've done a lot of events with Olympic athletes, gold medalists, silver, bronze, and uh, their stories are unbelievable. Like <clears throat> Vancouver Whistler was another next level, yeah. right? From what I understand, I wasn't there. But did, how much did you cavort with the other Canadian athletes from other sports, or could you not because of COVID? Yeah, we couldn't this time as much as we normally do. Normally, that's a, a pretty big uh, part of the Olympic experience is um, hanging out with the other athletes. This time, only the athletes who are in your village. Um, there's three villages at the Olympics, uh, these ones anyway. Um, so, you know, at the athlete lounge, we'd hang out and, and talk about the events and stuff like that. And you can watch everything. You have live feeds from all the venues. Um, but yeah, you know, there wasn't an opportunity to kind of party or celebrate at the end. Um, usually closing ceremonies, you go to all the, the various, you know, Canada house, Germany house, whatever, and, and party. And, uh, there wasn't any of that this time. So, uh, the, the most we did was have some drinks on the plane on the way home. and That's how you celebrated. Yeah, hung out with everybody on the flight. Was it a big, big charter? Yeah, was yeah. It was, um, it, it was really nice. They had it set up in such a way that everybody had a, an open seat next to them. Um, but there was, yeah, there was a lot of, lot of athletes on the flight going to Vancouver. Um, Craze32 watching on YouTube says, Awesome, Ben Cokewell is a moose jaw guy, so I'm glad Justin keeps him safe. Dar watching on YouTube says bronze medals weigh 450 grams. Oh, there you go. It's so, pretty close. There you, yeah, you were. <laughs> Jeff, the Stampeders fan, wants to know, are they solid metal or plated? Looks solid to me. I feel like think? this is pretty solid, but I know that my gold medal is not solid gold. I know that for sure. It's, uh, I think it's gold filled, they call it. There's a certain amount of gold that that goes on top of it, but that thing would weigh an absolute ton if it was solid. No kidding, and be worth a heck of a lot. <laughs> yeah, can you, nice. uh, 
Can you stick around for another segment and answer some questions? Sure. And I also have to say this. With all the events that I've done with Olympians, I know how key the sponsorship is for them. Do you have sponsors that you'd like to mention? Yeah, I mean, my main sponsors are Lululemon and RBC. I'm an RBC Olympian. Um, and then Pure Vita Labs supplies me with supplements. And then also B210, who's, uh, their, their kind of sole purpose is, is helping out with sport in Canada. And they've provided me with a, an absolute ton of equipment and that kind of thing, which is super important in both the... Awesome. We have an Olympic gold and bronze medalist with us here at Gray Eagle, Justin Cripps. When we come back, we'll turn it over to you, the viewers, in the viewer takeover segment. On the way, Hall of Fame rough rider Jeff Fairholm here at Gray Eagle as well. It's Calgary's entertainment destination. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You are looking at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, another beautiful day here in the gateway to the foothills. It is a football Friday, but we're talking Olympics here in this segment. Jeff Fairholm coming up, Hall of Fame Rough Rider next segment. Justin Cripps with us for till the top of the hour, and he has uh, graciously said he would stick around and answer some of your questions here. So, by the way, the text line is open as well. You can reach us at 902-518-3033. We'll put the number on the screen. And we'll also talk about how you can support Kinsman Telemiracle before we shut her down for hour one. But, Justin, of the bronze medal of which you're carrying from the Beijing Games, tell us about the race, the clincher, if you don't mind. And you said it was wild. Why was it so wild? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was so tight in the, the race for bronze. Um, at the, ga- the, the entire, sl- all the sliding events at the games there, the Germans were completely dominating. Um, their equipment is, is next level. You know, they're doing Formula One type stuff, and uh, we're, we're not. So <laughs> we, uh, we were pretty far away from uh, silver and gold, but the, the German who was in fourth was closing the gap every run. I don't know if he had a bad first run or what, but after that, he kept, kept closing. and um it didn't seem to really matter what he did in the track he was really fast so you know going into that last run there was a ton of pressure we only had um i think eight hundreds in the bank or something which is you know nothing and we needed to do everything perfectly we needed a really good start we needed the guys to sit perfectly in the sled for aerodynamics and then i had to have a really clean run and it was one of those situations where you know there, there's a lot of pressure and, and you can, you can take that negatively or positively. And I, uh, I thought about it for a second and it, it actually brought a, a smile to my face. I had my helmet on already and I, I was smiling like an idiot underneath it because I, I realized like, this is, this is why I do it. It's you here. Know, this is, these <laughs> yeah, are the moments, the moments that, here. um, that I, that I do this for. And I walked the line with a, a smile on my face under my helmet and, uh, we just let it fly. And, Everything went pretty well. I made one small mistake in the middle, and I knew that it was going to come right down to the wire after that, uh, but managed to be pretty much perfect the rest of the track and uh, build some big speed at the bottom. And yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it went our way. Christine in Medicine Hat wants to know how old you are and what's next for you. Uh, yeah, I'm 35. And uh, I mean, the next big thing I'm doing is, is getting married in, in April. And then, you know, I guess the decisions will start being made whether. I keep going, you know, I'm, I'm getting, uh, getting the age where I definitely think about retiring. 
um bobsledders can especially pilots can go you know till they're 40 so you know i could do another quad um i feel like my body's healthy enough to do it but um i have to decide if that's something that that uh, me and my my fiance want um so you know we'll we'll see you're a bc kid but you said you've been in calgary for 15 years where do you envision yourself once you're married where are you going to be <laughs> yeah that's a good question you know <laughs> I uh, I love Calgary. I've been living here for a long time. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time here in the winter. I've been traveling, uh, you know, bobsledding in the winters. I don't think that I would love the winters here, but <laughs> the summers might be good enough to get me through. So we'll we'll kind of see, you know, where where we end up. It's going to be a um, decision to be made with with my partner as well. What is it about the pilot position that would allow you to extend your career? Well, you can uh, if you have a really good group of athletes behind you they can kind of make up for your your slowing down a little bit physically and you also just keep getting better at at driving knowing the track better you know figuring out the, the real fine details and nuances of, of finding speed um, and so with that kind of combination you can you can extend your career and there has been quite quite a few very successful pilots go into their their 40s or, or close to it and tell me about if you don't mind the footballers and why they've had success and you mentioned Shaq Murray Lawrence we have had him on this show cool dude um Sam Jaguer same thing former NFLer and CFLer super guy and now Jay Dearborn just kind of picks it up and he's successful what is it about football that translates so well we all know Lummer of course and what he's done so yeah I mean you know a huge part of it uh right off the bat is is the training is very similar you know it's a it's a power sport especially guys in kind of the the running back position and and that sort of thing they're big, strong, fast guys, and that's what you need in, in bobsleigh as well. And then from football, you get that team aspect as well, which is really important in bobsleigh. You spend a lot of time on the road with each other, grinding, and there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. And so having that, uh, that team aspect is really big coming from football. And I said this off the air. Darren said I had to ask you on the air. You're done training for a little while. Where do you go eat? What's the first meal that you have and why? I <laughs> uh, picked up a, a big, juicy burger. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but it seems to be what I get when I come back. There's a list of foods that I, I go eat in the first week that I'm back, but um, a burger's right up there at the top. That, that pizza. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hard to beat. Justin, this has been awesome, man. Congratulations. Good luck with the uh, wedding, and uh, hopefully we can stay in touch. All right. Thank you very much. Justin Cripps, gold medalist and bronze medalist from Beijing and Pyeongchang. By the way, before we go, we got to tell you how you can help out the Kinsman Foundation with the Telemiracle online 50-50 raffle. It's live now. The draw date will be on March the 2nd. Last year, we raised $726,000 for the Kinsman Foundation. We're at 122000 with a couple weeks to go. It supports Kinsman Foundation, who helps people every day through the gifts of uh, quality of life, independence, mobility equipment, medical assistance. Buy yours at telemiracle.com today. Jeff Fairholm, next hour. Stick around after this break here on Game Plus TV. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.